Hot dogs. <laughs> what are all these kids doing here? Look at all these kids. What do we gotta? How do we? How do we even quell these monsters? We have to feed them uh, Oreo Tritos. I don't even know they invented those, but they sound great. Ice cream is the only thing that fuels kids. That's why they scream for ice cream. Kids still do that nowadays, right? Uh, I don't know. Have you seen an ice cr- cr- cream truck recently? Because I sure haven't. I've heard one. Uh, we haven't spent as much time in the suburbs as we used to, so maybe they're still running around the suburbs out there. What but, it do? But that was that know. was a vital time in my life is running after the ice cream man and and yelling for them. I lived on a highway, so that wasn't possible. You never got the ice cream man? We, the closest thing we got to an ice cream man was a Schwann man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Tucker Carlson feeding her bellies. <laughs> well, pretty great. Well, well, we're going to have to bring in an expert on ice cream. I'm just kidding. She's an expert on everything else. Please welcome back to the podcast our number one guest. Don't tell all the other guests that. Gina. Gina, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about talking about a movie, right? I don't even know what movie we're talking oh. about. It's, uh, not, it's big. Cheaper by the dozen. Cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> wow, this just in. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of cheaper by the dozen, I would want a dozen of those SpongeBob ice creams from the Ice Cream Man. Gina, are you familiar uh, with? Yeah. Did you ever uh, track down the Ice Cream Man or, and or woman? I don't know how diverse they ice are. Ice Cream Man. You, you ice don't cream emphasize man. the man. You just say ice cream man. The ice cream people. Yeah. And uh, what was your go-to? What's your go-to ice cream? You know, I got to say the SpongeBob ones because they had bubblegum eyeballs, and I was a big SpongeBob fan. Big and I didn't just say that because you said it. But, no, truly, best ice cream. That's fair. No, it's it's an all-around treat because you got something for now and you got something for later. Yeah. And we ain't talking about now and laters. It's, I, it's I was perfect. I was actually more of a drumstick guy. I like the nuts. I like crunchy nuts. Then why'd you bring up SpongeBob? You're gonna love my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for your uh, improv drop. Um, yeah, yeah. This isn't in anybody else's wheelhouse, but mine apparently. I was all about the WWF Superstar ice cream sandwiches. It was the pictures of this WWF Superstar and oh, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, on a couple piece of wheat cookies. Wheat cookies with no chocolate chips, <laughs> by the way, and vanilla ice cream. It was still a great, great sandwich. Well, something you're an expert on is large families, uh, which is the movie we're doing today, Cheaper by the Dozen. Debatable. Uh, starring Steve Martin, Bonnie Hunt. We're going to get into all that. But first, I have one question for you, Gina, just so we can get to know you again. Your ideal movie star brother and sister. We only pick one of each. Pick one movie star to be your brother and sister in your fake TV family. Who are you choosing? Ooh, that's a really good one. I think I would want Emma Stone as my sister because I think she's pretty funny. Um, my brother, um, I can't think of his name. That sounds so bad. But he was Seth Cohen on the OC. Adam Brody. Adam, Adam Brody. Brody. Yeah. yeah. I would want You're going to stand there. And tell me you don't know the name of Adam Brody? <laughs> it just, all I could think of was Seth, you know? Yeah, it was just I get like that. Seth. In my head. Yeah. <laughs> the, the smart Alec from uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. What's his name? Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Well, uh, that's not what I would pull him from. But yeah, I, I agree. What? I think those are two good choices. I'm glad you didn't choose Ryan Gosling because then the sexual chemistry between your brother and sister would be way off the charts. <sighs> not okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's problematic. Problematic. They're two. Uh, they're two wunderkinds who who all grew up. Yeah. Speaking of sexual chemistry with their brother, uh, Alex is here. Alex. <laughs> It's good to have you back on the podcast. <laughs> Run to the fat corner. 
My God, that's Alex's music. <laughs> I was just waiting for a dramatic entrance. So, <laughs> well, welcome. Hopefully, uh, you're you have your fingertips ready to to Google because we got some Google questions for you coming up later in the podcast. Thank you so much. First, though, movie news. I got a big, big news for you guys. Benny D. Cumberbatch, which is what we're calling Benedict Cumberpatch, got a star on the Walk of Fame. Congratulations to Benny D. Cumberbatch. Was he there when he accepted it? I didn't see footage. He was there. He was there. He he got choked up. He was a uh, thanked thanked he, people. He done he done got himself chuffed. Yeah, uh, Cody Smith McPhee, his co-star from uh, Power of the Dog, wow. was there. Are the Cumber Bitches in, in mass there? Cumber Bitches were there. There's no doubt there was plenty of Cumber Bitches around. Are any of us a Cumber Bitch? Are you a Cumber Bitch? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, w- I think I was a I'm hipster Cumber, Cumber Bitch because I really liked him before. He was really cool, uh, even before his Sherlock uh, endeavors when he was, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm decidedly not a Cumberbatch. He, oh, his face is a little too small for me. You, you think he has alien proportions? Yeah, he's he's there's something unsettling about him just a little bit. Yeah, Gina, what where do you stand on the Benny D. Cumberbatch? No, I don't know. He doesn't do it for me personally, but he played, that, <laughs> he played that really um, terrible character in Atonement, which was the first thing I'd ever seen him. Oh uh, yeah, Atonement. See, yeah, see, that's where I really yeah, and him it kind of just I don't know. That sounds so bad. I shouldn't associate Spoiler him. Spoiler alert! I still need to see that movie about what's it, the World War II computer guy with him in it. Oh yeah, where he's um, imitation game, Mr. Turing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. Didn't he get nominated for an Oscar for that? Possibly. He he was good he at that movie. He did. Him and him yeah. and Kira. Kira. Kira Knightley and her teeth. Ben oh, Mike Beckham. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know Congratulations. you had a take about Kira's teeth. Wow, okay. we love Ki- we love Kira's teeth. Oh, that's very interesting. We're gonna she, have to she's always the Nick gritting. is jealous of anybody with good teeth. She's the gritting. The she's the gritting teeth emoji. <laughs> I live right next to my dentist now. I moved over the weekend. A couple personal updates. I I moved over the weekend. Uh, and that's and, why you moved there. Yeah, and we got a, and we got a, a superstar involved with the podcast uh, adjacently. Uh, Steven's dog Arlo got a do- dog of the month at the local brewery. Pup of, pup of the month at the local pub. Pup of the month. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's dripping news. with that swag from our victory, dude. Huge news. Huge yeah. news. Uh, Straped in gold right now. Other movie news The Batman is out. It's out. 87% of the Kyle drop. Play the Kyle drop. Where is Kyle at? Kyle's busy <laughs> watching the movie right now. He's this is his fifth by the time this episode comes out, it's his fifth time seeing it. He is ready for it. It is a grim and gritting and grippy super noir. The Batman ranks among the Dark Knight bleakest and most thrilling, ambitious live action outings. It's, it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> Goddamn right. So uh we're looking forward to it. We're gonna check it out and we'll be back with a review on the Fresh episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll take our time with it because it, it needs to it needs to have its time taken. You know? How do you like that for wordplay? Um moving on though. Moving I think we, on. I think we need to get into the thick of it. Yep. And by the thick of it, I mean one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, dozen. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen, the 2003 uh, family romp 
starring uh, Steve Martin and Bonnie Hatt, but let's get a taste of let's it. Let's get a taste. This Christmas, meet the Baker's Dozen. Did I mention I don't like you very much? Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah. Then I'm good. Okay, me too. They're welcoming you into the family. They set me on fire. Keeper by the Dozen, rated PG. Sneak preview tomorrow. I wonder when tomorrow was. Was it like December 11th? Yeah, it was near Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, because this movie did did release in Christmas, but we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Which we love. Yeah. Love a Christmas feature. Speaking of Christmas, critical consensus, 24%, 56% audience score. Both, both abominantly, abominantly low. Low numbers. Rookie numbers. You're saying low. So we're already getting your take on the podcast. Oh, already. I, I'm driving I'm right in and saying uh, both the audience doesn't know what they're watching and the critics for sure don't know what they're watching. Okay, do any of us have history with it? Gina, what's your history with Cheaper by the Dozen? Like, how, how does it stand in your life? It's it's one of those nostalgia movies for me. Like, I feel like it was on the cusp of an yeah. age where it was like maybe too old to watch it, but it was still kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I think I was... I was a fan. Rewatching it was really interesting, but had positive feelings. Now I'm like, oh, this was this is a lot. But uh, <laughs> what about you guys? There's a lot going on in the movie. That's that's for sure. None of it really uh, uh, plot forwarding, wording, <laughs> but uh, still still a lot going on in the film. I don't know why I have such a tender spot for this movie because this is not in my wheelhouse. This is not the movie that I would sit down and watch on a routine basis, whether I was 10 or whether I'm now, uh, what, 60? Um, <laughs> so, sir, it's not because your dad is one of 15 children. No, it's not because of it at all. Be, uh, it, I mean, that stuff didn't phase me. The whole like the whole breakfast sequence, the whole chaos of a bunch of bodies running around, uh, especially children, like that, that resonated with me uh, well because that was my childhood. Like growing up with a bunch of cousins, uh, growing up with aunts and uncles of, of numerous... Uh, numerous scale um that wasn't that wasn't the issue the issue to me was it's it's just a corny movie but it's still like gina said it's still funny and it was at an age where it was like i could easily fall back into watch watch this and think this is a fantastic movie or be like really anti cheaper by the dozen and i'm right there in the middle i'm right there in the middle i was in my closet watching it uh the last couple days I couple giggles out of me, out mm. loud giggles, mm. which you know makes you seem weird when you're in a closet giggling by yourself. But you know, I, I respected it. I thought it was a good watch. So I'm glad we all have semi positive feelings about it. You know, there there's not a lot to hate, but there's also not a lot to like <laughs> really talk about. I, it kind of just all happens at once. Yeah. Uh, which is nice, but also weird at the same time. I mean, it, it's like a very cookie cutter plot line for a movie, but y yeah, it's it's yeah. all it's all jumbled together in the in the middle. Well, the Rotten Tomatoes said in this family of twelve children, much chaos ensues, but little hilarity. Hmm. Yeah, sure. I'd say it's eighty nah. percent chaos, twenty percent hilarity. Okay. Maybe seventy five, twenty five. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But what is you're you're familiar with large family? Mm -hmm. What percentage of large family is mostly just chaos? Anyway, it's mostly chaos. There's, mostly not, chaos. there's not a lot of uh, comedy involved. The only comedy involved is uh, is if you're an outside party and you bear witness to to a family gathering. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. 
Well, my favorite blurb was from Zan Brooks of The Guardian. He said the children, including creepy Hillary Duff, are 12 shades of dreadful. Well, I creepy? I, I don't know where he's coming creepy? from with that. <laughs> I mean, was it the makeup? Because her makeup was pretty shoddy, but that's still not like creepy. I don't know. Zan Brooks is taking shots like at 16? Hillary Duff. This was right at the tail end of, uh, oh, well, yeah, tail end of uh, uh, Lizzie McGuire. Prove me wrong, though, Gina, by that take. I think this was probably like her big foray into films. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I don't, um, so that was the, the one that I liked too, of, of the feedback. Cause I, I did not like her acting at all in this. I was like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. this is, this is really hard to watch. And just so maybe, so overacted. Yeah. You know? so maybe creepy. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, you. Uh, maybe creepy in that it was like cringing watching her acting then. I don't That's the only reach I got with that. I think they just tried to make her too adult, but she still was like pretty young, like when she was like, and you'll rule the boardroom or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one says stuff like that, not even in high school. Not it was even just in odd. 2003. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not, not going to lie, though, she did legit look like the daughter of Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt. Like when you look at them yeah. side by side, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a ranking of uh, most likely to actually be their children uh, later in the podcast. Children power <laughs> rankings. <laughs> Coming up soon. Yeah. yeah. What every what every child wants to know. Hell yeah. Who's the favorite? Uh mine was uh the same from Sam Brooks from the Guardian of the Child. <laughs> no, mine is um Marjorie Baumgarten of the Austin Cron, aka Austin Chronicle, Austin, Texas. Most advertisements uh possess more creative spunk in their few brief seconds than in all in cheaper by the dozens, ninety-eight minutes put together. Uh, yes and no. I agree. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, snappy uh, commercials, uh, but at the same time, you don't get much snappier than a family comedy like this. You know, I accidentally I chose the Zan Brooks one because I thought I was going to step on you if I chose the one that I thought you were going to pick. And here's the one I thought you were going to pick. I thought you were going to pick a rarely funny comedy that's unlikely to keep even the most undemanding ankle biters amused. Yeah, I really wanted to. You're an ankle biter. You like calling kids ankle biters. That's a pro- No, that's a problematic phrase. I don't know who says ankle biters. <laughs> you still say ankle biters. That's not true at all. <laughs> I've heard you say it I never before. uttered those words from my mouth. Okay, roll the tape. Why is that a problematic <laughs> phrase? I don't know. Biting ankles a lot. <laughs> We're not having a cannibalistic horde around us all the time. Well, our guy Ebert also reviewed this. He gave it a, a lackluster review, I would say. I read the whole review. Oh. Lackluster. But three stars. Three out of four yeah. stars. Great rating. <laughs> but, but he was phoning it in for sure. It's a great rating. He did say, Two Brother doesn't, doesn't understand the kind of family it's based on sitcom families. No. Three redo. Two Brother doesn't, doesn't understand that kind of family. It's based on sitcom families where the most essential family value is not stepping on anybody's lines. There you go. I think that's that's very astute, a very astute point from uh Raj, from Raj. Raj gets it. He gets it. The Maha Roger. Yeah. Uh it is they are just waiting to say their lines almost the entire movie. It's all set up, punchline, set up, punchline, set up, punchline. And a lot of it's not even a punch. It's or like, like or like, yeah, or like Steve Martin, uh say stuff weird. Yeah, please right say here. things weird at this moment. Or, oh, or say normal sentences in a different cadence. He yeah. does that like constantly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just be like, uh, just say something weird. Okay, pasta de la crutch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's funny though. That's funny. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, now that we've uh, debated and spoken about subjective things, let's get into the objective uh, 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 bare necessities. It's the fat corner with Con- with not Kyle with Kjax. 
Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, no, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the no, you're, fact you're, check. No, you're turf. You're turf. Uh, you're turf stomping on Kyle right now. <laughs> am I am I subletting the fat corner? Is no, that, you, is that what you're saying? No, it's a hostile takeover, like Marlowe and we the once wire. again burned your fact shack to the ground, and now you have to uh, move into Kyle's territory. Yeah, now it's now it's turf. Yeah, it's turf. Now we're turf right. stomping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you're well, listening, listening to your boom bap. <laughs> well. This movie was released on Christmas Day, 2003. So I got a question for you, Stephen. Did you go see this with your family, and did your dad walk out of the movie like World War II this veterans walked real. out of Saving Private Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, because of the trauma. Because the, so the trauma, the overall trauma. No, <laughs> um, no, we didn't. This was pre-Christmas uh, uh, movie mo- going going to the movie theater tradition. So, so uh, no, did uh, not. This was in the prime stage of me and my family going to the Christmas movie tradition. Yeah, and what'd you see uh, instead? So I looked. I'm looking it up right Return now. Return of the King. So there, there's, a, there's a few options. Yeah, there was Return of the King. There was Mona Lisa Smile, which we didn't see as family. Hmm. Thank God. Hmm. Uh, there was the Peter Pan movie. Oh, uh, P- just Peter Pan. Yeah. It was called Peter yeah. Pan. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the blonde Peter Pan. Yeah. Yep. And not uh, the one with Hugh Jackman. That no, that's, horrible that, one. that's called Pan. Yeah. Damn it. God. <laughs> and uh, some, something's got to give, but I don't think they would have taken uh, young me to something's got to give. So. I do think it was Lord of the Rings Return of the King. But, Had to have been, yeah. Uh, but the backup is the Peter Pan. It could have been Peter Pan. You saw Peter Pan in theaters? But I saw this movie a lot. I've seen this movie quite a few times with uh, with my sister. Yeah, yeah. This definitely. must have been on ABC Family a ton. No it's, question. It's a for sure a cable film. It's a this great, is, it's a great yeah. cable movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what about you, Gina? Did you go to the movie theaters on Christmas with your family? I think we only went once on Christmas Eve, and I think it was to see Lord of the Rings, too, because that was a big deal see? for us. So, Lord of the yeah. Rings. <laughs> Brings the people together. Brings the people Brings together. Brings the people together. I like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rated PG. Yeah. I, unsurprisingly. Um, unsurprisingly, yeah. I mean, they could have probably gotten away with a PG-13, but it's not in their market. <laughs> yeah, G twelve. It's so weird that they went that way. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's just not in their market. Even though uh, if they put the more the emphasis on the Tom Welling character and the Hillary Duff character versus um, Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt, you mean Tom Welling, who's like twenty eight years old and betrayed his seventeen year old in this yeah, movie? He's seventeen, going on yeah. twenty eight. <laughs> uh, this is like the tail end of that era when they were having like clear adults play high school kids. Well, he was. I, I think well, I don't we'll, know. we'll get into Have it. Have you but... seen Euphoria? <laughs> I just started watching Euphoria. Those kids aren't in high school. Those kids are for sure twenty three <laughs> years old. Yeah, the run to ah oh, just over your guys's yeah, six median minute, line ninety six minutes. Six minutes too long. To be fair, the six minutes could be the credits because of the <laughs> outtakes know. and the, oh, and yeah, the yeah. overall uh, credit credit roll that it mm. needed. I love outtakes at, in credits. I, maybe yeah. that's because it started kind of in our uh, when, when we were young moviegoers, but I'm I'm about it. Yeah, no, they're fine. Yeah. Like if you if we're gonna do uh, end credits and and make people wait, give me some bloopers. Like there's there's no it's low risk, low stakes right there. The, the new Jackass movie had some solid post credit, you know, didn't make the cut scenes when I saw that a few weeks ago. Pretty great taglines. This Christmas, the more. Dot, 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 the scarier. 
Nothing hits as hard as a Christmas slash family movie slash Halloween crossover tagline. And this one <laughs> checks all those boxes. Hey, man, all I got to ask you is where's the fear? <laughs> the fear in numbers? If you're, if you're a numbers guy, if uh, you don't like 12? If I told you in your life you're going to have 12 kids, you'd be scared, right? Knowing I was going to have 12 <laughs> or unknowingly going to have 12? Knowing you're going to have 12. You'd be scared about the number 12 kids. Scared but prepared. I don't know if you, I don't know. <laughs> you can't really be prepared for that. No, you can't. That's a stupid statement. <laughs> well, tag your it, Steven. What's your tagline for Cheaper by the Dozen? To play off your um, your love of uh, Christmas uh, taglines, but no Christmas theme, except yep. in the end. Yeah. be honest here. Um, their silent nights went out the window 12 years ago. <laughs> Do you think that they added that post? They were like, we're releasing this movie on Christmas. Right. We gotta, we gotta cut a Christmas scene. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, the, oh, oh no, no. I think it ties in because it's they're taking their Christmas photo at the beginning of the movie, and then at the end, it's Christmas where they're back where they where they belong. Mine is also Christmas themed. Uh, it's to the tune of Partridge in a Pear Tree, and it goes. 12 kids are wild and 11 screamers screaming and a comedy for the family. I don't know why you didn't do the whole thing. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to write all of it. Faux pas. Uh, <laughs> Gina, uh, what's your tagline? I didn't go in the Christmas route. I did um, a baker's dozen that won't get stale. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's good. No, it's good. They, that's one of my gripes with the movie, though, is that they're, it, it, it's a joke. I get it. They're the baker's dozen, but there's, there's not 13 of them. If anything, there's 14 of them, which doesn't even make it a dozen or a baker's dozen. Gripe. I'm griping. Right I know. There. I did think at the end of this that I, I couldn't remember what happened at the very end, and I thought maybe Bonnie Hunt gets pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> see that? See, uh, we'll talk about that, but that's you know a, a way to make it fresh. One of those reverse vasectomies. Yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> by the way, it's Christmas. It's a miracle. <laughs> I'm pregnant. It's a, it's a Christmas you miracle. You think they were inspired by Antonio Cromartie for that getting twins after getting a vasectomy? No, we're going to get into the, the history of this this film. It is based on a true story, but we will get into that. Uh, but first, <laughs> plot keywords. Plot keywords. Child vomiting. Hell yeah. <laughs> it ain't a child kid's movie. Child answering the phone. It ain't a kid's <laughs> movie unless those two have those two things happen. A child vomiting, channel, child answering the phone. Child, answer, child the phone. answer the phone while he's vomiting. Man, that's the best kid's movie ever made. God, that, that vomit looked so chunky, too. Um, it barely showed. Maybe that's how they got the PG rating. <laughs> they that's probably, the yeah, maybe. Always a good joke. I think the joke of somebody seeing vomit and vomiting is always funny. And or or seeing vomit and by vomiting all those dogs. Maybe yeah. the best yeah. acting in the movie was Henry after he fell in the vomit, stood up and said, "Do you still need my help, Dad?" <laughs> then he vomits. Yeah. Instead of saying that it was that vomit, yeah, <laughs> that was the best acting in the movie. Yeah, Henry. Well, we'll talk about Henry. Okay, continue, Alex. Uh, flip phone. Flip flop. <laughs> Who had the flip phone? Steve Martin. All yeah, of us had flip, flip phones phone. back in the day. I did actually in uh, in two thousand. What was your brand? What brand did you have? Nextel, brother. Motorola. Nextel? Motorola i five seventy. Everybody had to. Have. Gina, what was your flip phone? And I don't remember. I just remember the Nokia. Oh yeah, yeah. Me was the. Um, Were you a sidekick person? The side flip. <laughs> no, it wasn't a razor. It was another one that was really. It was like Look at that piece of cool shit phone. Color. I don't remember. That was my phone. That You're was talking about the indestructible one, that gray block one? That I That's the Motorola one, yeah. No, the Nextel was indestructible, too. Oh, yeah, the Nextel. Where it was like the 
commercial was construction workers like dropping in into wells and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had an envy. That was my side flip. Uh it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, the H- H- uh, HTC Envy. Full keyboard. Full keyboard, baby. The 930. I upgraded to the 930, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world because it was a color screen. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it was really, really yeah, Could you awesome. imagine still having to use yellow pages? That scene when he was going through the yellow pages. Oh, for babysitters. Like, oh, damn, yeah. Yeah, what a throwback. Yeah, yeah good call. Damn. Uh, speaking of which, next plot keyword. Telephone call. Telephone call. <laughs> There's a lot of phone conversations in this movie. I didn't realize that, but the plot keyword works well. He's on the phone with Richard Jenkins. Nine out of ten scenes that he's in. <laughs> like, Steve Martin is just on the wire. And he's like, he's doing a totally different uh, thing than the, other time. Per- than the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they cut. If you just watched him individually, like, not with the other person, you'd be like, who is he talking to? He's, like, talking to a, a doc- an oncologist telling him, like, his, his mom is, like, in stage <laughs> yeah. four cancer and just slowly, slowly peeling away. His acting is weird. It's, it's very strange. It's good, but It's weird. Steve Martin. No, but it's Steve Martin. Is it's, that just what he... I don't know. It's what comedic actors do. They over they dramatize a lot of drama. Okay, okay. Alex, what's the last what kind pl- of, what's the last plot keyword? What kind best? of offense you think Steve Martin runs? West Coast offense <laughs> only. We're gonna get into that. Though. No, <laughs> I was gonna say like he's more of a, he seems like more like an air raid kind of guy. That's what I'm saying. West Coast offense meets an air raid. <laughs> he's not an air raid guy. No way. No, maybe he's a triple option. We don't know. <laughs> it's big time uh, football, baby. Uh, last plot keyword. Frog in pocket. Frog I, yeah. I'm really curious to hear see what the other movies. <laughs> Yeah, look, look those up. No, I, did. Uh, I, looked, I looked it up because oh, that was the one I was interested in as well. Wow, and, the uh, only one you were interested in, not we, Child Vomit. We've done one of the other ones on the podcast already. Can you guess what it is, Stephen? Child answering the phone. No, no. We've done a Frog oh, and Pocket a movie. a Frog and Pocket we've movie? We've done a Frog and Pocket movie. Hmm. I'll give you a hint if you need it. Is it Flubber? Say that again, Gina. The, um, the Big Mile, or the Big Green. Big Green? No. <laughs> Even though... No, there's no frog in pocket. I got two pickles. I got two oh, pickles. Oh, <laughs> yeah, little rascals, of course. There's got to be a frog in the pocket in little rascals. I feel like there is. Oh, I thought you were saying it was. Are no, it's on the it's on the list, but I can't recall like the exact scene. I think that I remember. does that frog throated kid sing it? <laughs> frog throated kid for sure has a pet frog. His name was Froggy, right? Yeah, he was Froggy. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's frog throated for a reason. Wow, what a classic. That was a big fucking frog, too, that the kid had, <laughs> yeah, that like FedEx had. He, yeah. he <laughs> was a toad. Was it a toad? No, I don't know. Uh, we're going to get to the bottom of that. I'm a biologist. <laughs> uh, sorry, we're, we're uh, running off the rails here. What's the budget, KJX? An astounding $40 million. I couldn't believe that. What it cost? Yeah. Well, they had to pay 14 actors. <laughs> Uh, Steve Martin probably got at least ten. They of built that. two. They built two stages, so you got to think about that. Two, at least two stages, um, because of the two different big houses. They had to use yeah. a football stadium. They had to leverage a football stadium. God knows what it was. I don't even. We don't even have that information. We should. You should look that up. Uh, KJX. Um, this the is actors, the tail end of peak Steve Martin, too. Right. So movies. Steve Martin got probably whew, ten million. Out probably of that ten, 40? dude. I don't know. Bonnie got what three? I mean, well, this is all speculation. This I know is, you don't know. This is prime. Uh, this is right before Bonnie Hunt gets her daytime TV show. Oh man, I forgot about Bonnie. Wow. Shout out to Kyle. We're gonna talk about it, but Kyle's uh, number one mom in his life is Bonnie Hunt. He he thinks 
She yeah, in many ways. Never had children. Kyle, huh? Yeah, she loves her. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Kyle Kyle really loves Bonnie Hunt. Big mom energy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why he's not on this podcast. Yeah. Big mom energy. Uh, n- never been a mother. But it's let's get to the cut to the chase. It made $138 million in the United States. Yeah, yeah, it did. It made it was a lot the of money. Ninth, it was the 20th highest grossing movie of the year. I mean, look at your options for the Christmas movies that year. You had this and... Mona Lisa Smile as a kid's movie to watch? Like, you're not taking your kids to watch Lord of the Rings if they're under 10. But this movie was a huge hit. That's a huge hit. And 190 million worldwide? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Big movie. Big movie. Made big money. Time for trivia. Gina, do you have any um, trivias that caught your eye? um, It was that Jared Pedulecki was supposed to play Charlie. Yeah. And he couldn't, but then... Was available to be the bully, which I thought was really funny. Like, <laughs> why was like I don't feel like Charlie was in it enough. Yeah, I don't know to like. What was the difference? There? I'd love to know what the scheduling was. But yeah, what was conflicting I- with this guy's schedule? <laughs> Meanwhile, Tom Welling, who's already on Smallville, a, a, a popular. Not, this oh. is his film debut. Or no, he was already on Smallville, which is yeah, two thousand one yeah. Smallville. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's already popular on Smallville. He's already you know co- committing a lot of time to make that that awesome show. Um, and then he goes to Cheaper by the Dozen, totally, totally willing to do that. Meanwhile, Paladecki's not doing nothing until 05. Are you a, Pad- a Paladecki head, Gina? You s- a s- supernatural person? Um, Gilmore Girls. Oh. oh. Yeah, you're right. Oh, he wasn't my favorite of Rory's boyfriends, but he, he did the job. He did the thing. He was the best looking of Rory's boyfriends. Farmhouse, <laughs> by the way, the Farmhouse Cheaper by the Dozen just, just found this out. Filmed in Petaluma, California. Oh, wow! Wow, the Loomies! Shout out to the Loomies! Yeah, sure, that's what they call it. Rather Petaluma. It did look very NorCal <laughs> when I was watching. I was did like, it? this does not look like Illinois. Yeah, I was uh. like, I was like, how close could this farmhouse be to civilization where they all walk to school? Yeah, <laughs> they, it's just like you don't see anything else around. It's got to be like a you mile. Steve Martin running in the beginning, dude. He was probably running like ten miles, <laughs> hanging out in Willows, California. Steve Martin was not nearly sweaty enough at the end of that run. I'm yeah, gonna say sure. that he ran at least five miles and he was not sweating at all. To be fair, he did say he had bad knees. <laughs> Sounds familiar. You need a paramedic. Probably took him like four hours to run five miles. Probably. Do you know you like to run? Can you grade Steve Martin's uh, running at the beginning of the movie? Uh, yeah, I think that he would be sweatier. He was in, like a full sweater, I think. Um, and it was May. Like, yeah. <laughs> His, he looked way too good. His, his form was fine. Yes. Yeah, uh, okay. His form was form fine. Was that's fine. what I was. All that's what I was wondering. Okay. So oh, 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 he, he made it. He made it. Okay. He did it. Okay. Then. Sure. Uh, 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 Evanston, Illinois, uh, the university is Northwestern. Yeah. Which, <laughs> so he went from coaching some Division three school to coaching Northwestern, and uh, apparently would make three times the salary he did uh, in a Division three school. Right now, the coach at a at Northwestern makes three point three million dollars a year. A year. That's wild. And that's like bottom tier Big Ten. Yeah, too. he's not. Yeah, they're not even a winning team. <laughs> so, yeah, and those wow. ungrateful kids were not grateful for a shred <laughs> of all the stuff they get because <laughs> of. We'll talk about all that, but that point, uh, yeah. my other. Favorite trivia is Gunner is an American Bulldog. Shouts to Gunner. Shout outs to Bulldogs. Yeah. And uh, when Cheaper by the Dozen movies are made, Stephen already mentioned this, Steve and Bonnie 
Had we're childless. No children in real life. He was not a dad. She was not a, uh, a mother to this day, uh, Bonnie Hunt. Uh, Steve Martin did become a father in 2013. He did. Yeah. So uh, congrats yes. to Steve. With a very, very, very young wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm just sure. Wanna, just want to let you know. Um, and Anne Stringfield is an American writer, former staffer of The New Yorker. Wow. Um, an intellectual. That makes sense. Speaking of intellectuals, uh, the... I want. I looked up the background of Cheaper by the Dozen. So, oh, she's fifty. Meanwhile, Steve Martin's seventy. Oh, okay. I guess it's not terrible. Seventy-seven. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe it's a little worse. Uh, it was based off real life family. Lillian Mahler, Mahler, Mahler. Uh, went to UC Berkeley. Met this guy who's a construction guy named Fink, Frank Gilbreth. Gilbreth. Yep. And uh, together they they were efficiency experts, and they wrote a lot of books on efficiency. Uh, there was a fun quote that said the local paper wrote, although a graduate from the University of California, the bride is nonetheless an extremely attractive woman. Yep. <laughs> so, hey, gotta love, uh, gotta love the gotta early love 20th the century. Early, <laughs> early 1900s newspapers, even in California. Hey, Sonny Jim. Uh, but she didn't even need Frank because in 1924, Frank died 20 years later. He straight up died in a phone booth. Died in a phone booth. How does that happen? He had a heart attack. He was calling uh, calling Lillian. <laughs> at, she, the, at the ripe old <laughs> yeah. age of 30. So she had to provide for the family. <laughs> Lillian uh, kept doing her job and became even more of an efficiency expert. And she invented the foot pedal trash, ca- trash can. Mm-hmm. She invented... Shelves in the fridge. I don't know why. How nobody thought to put shelves in a fridge. Can you imagine? But she, she, she invented that. She holds the patents to like five other things. She was even tapped by Johnson Johnson to help create a new tampon. Wow. So, uh, shout out to Lillian Muller, who this movie is based on. So, if if everything in this is true, Bonnie Hunt should have been much more successful. Well, this was like after pl- Steve died. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that needs he, that needs to be the plot twist. Yeah, there you go. Cheap by the dozen two Steve shouldn't, shouldn't have been dies twenty minutes been in. family versus family. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Godzilla movie. You expect to see Brian Cranston, and he dies twenty minutes in. What the hell is that about? Um, yeah, no, no, but but she was a writer, so that was the play on it's inspired by a true story, not based on a true story, because she had the kids, and then she wrote a book about having all them kids in modern times. I was going to watch the original Cheaper by the Dozen from 1950. No, why would you? But I decided to instead not waste my time. That's a good idea. I watched uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. (laughs) Which which turns out was a waste of my time. Which you waste your time with. (laughs) Good job. Gina, did you have any other trivias? No. Um, I did like read though about sort of the history of the family too. And one thing I skimmed over, I thought was funny was people would always ask like, mister, why do you have so many children? And they go, cause they're cheaper by the dozen. I thought that was kind of cute. <laughs> that's where it all, oh, like his little, so it all culminated. <laughs> well, it's good <laughs> yeah. to know that's where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a lot. It was more normal. To, it was normal to have 12 kids back then because you needed a labor force. That's uh, very true. I mean, there's a reason why my dad's only 15. Yeah, and they had uh, and they they were efficiency experts. So it said like they you had to be. They had charts for everybody yes. to like brush their teeth and do chores and stuff. But then if you, they wanted to earn extra money, they could uh, like paint the porch and stuff like do that. do something. Yeah. So th- so that's that's something that still resonates um, with bigger families uh, to this day or or back then. Um, whoever has a big family, that's that's what you need to do. You need to be an efficiency expert, or else you're just you're just throwing money literally down the to- <laughs> yeah. down the toilet. 
Um, you need to have people assigned to certain objectives and, and certain things. You need to have you need to have you know rotation in that to keep to keep things flowing to not have people. I'm just doing dishes. Well, I'm just cleaning the bathroom. Like you rotate so you have the all the experiences so you can figure out what you, what you like best, how you like it better, uh, how to make it better. Um, it's it's a real uh, it 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 takes. I mean it. It obviously takes a lot to raise twelve kids, but it takes a lot to maintain the the twelve kids tight ship sort of mentality. Takes a village. <laughs> um, it's no, yeah, it, it's really crazy because if, we'll talk about this in in when we do when we do cheaper by the dozen two, which is a future contender. Um, the we'll we'll have an expert that'll talk about how things were rationed out that didn't need to necessarily be rationed out that you don't think about, like, hey, I'm using this towel once. And uh, and then I'm done with it. I'm gonna put it in the wash afterwards. No, you're gonna use that towel for like three or four washes, and then we'll then we'll think about it. Because what are you, what what are you gonna do? You're gonna... Your dad's coming on the podcast, Stephen. I say nothing. Um, <laughs> or or they do like, hey, uh, we drink a lot of milk in this house. Okay, let's just get one of the dairy sized things of milk, and basically a keg of milk, <laughs> and that's your milk ration for the week. Eggnog. And if you're special, we'll get the chocolate milk version, but that's gone in three days. So so we gotta we gotta parse that out. Um, you know, it's Sunday. Uh we we went to church. Now what are we gonna do? We're gonna go and clean the family business all day Sunday. Yeah. I think you would go to church as a large family just so you would know where all your kids were at one Occupy time. Occupy an hour's time. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the worst part about the Catholic Church. You only get an hour time of occupation. <laughs> Directed yeah. by Sean Levy. Uh previous Director for the podcast, known for such things as, can you, uh, anything off the top of your head, Stephen? He did Big Fat Liar. Big uh, Fat Liar. He just a recently cl- a did. A freaking classic, Big Fat Liar. He did, uh, recently did Free Guy, which is relevant. Yeah, shouts to him. Um, he's doing, uh, he did the Just Married movie, which is also a future contender, starring yep. Ashton Kutcher. Yep. Uh, uh, um, uh, the Night at the Museum uh, movies. He's one of the number one real rotten directors that keeps getting business. He just so. he's he's a cut above. Yeah, he's a cut above our our our, our jib because uh, he most of his movies are like thirty between thirty five fifty five percent. So you only got a few, and cheaper by a dozen is one of them. He did do Pink Panther, which I saw on a date uh, once. Hey, another so. Steve Martin film. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so sh- shouts to that. <laughs> what was better, the movie or the date? <laughs> the date was better than that movie. There you go. Uh, writer, Craig Titley. Craig Titley. <laughs> Craig Tits McGee, uh, who also wrote uh, uh, Nick's favorite uh, mythical series, Percy Jackson, um, Scooby-Doo, and Cheaper by the Dozen, too, of course. This movie had four writers on it, too, uh, so I don't I don't really know if we can... To be honest, Craig Titley also wrote C-Spot Run, so uh, I'm sure he had to get some uh, script doctoring for Alex, this film. Alex Sokolov also wrote this. He, he wrote uh, Toy Story. Yeah. And then he wrote Big script four doctor. straight movies underneath 25%. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good for Alec that he gets to live off of uh, Toy Story for the rest of his life. I would hire anybody that worked on Toy Story, so it works for me. Uh, another another adapter in this movie, Joel Cohen. Uh, Joel Cohen, uh, uh, our guy from uh, No Country for Old Men. No, it's <laughs> no. not. No, it's the other nope, Joel It's uh, the Joel Cohen who wrote Garfield, and the movie, Garfield, and Tale Garfield. Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> the Tale of Two Kitties. Oh, that's the one that Bill Murray got tricked into being in Garfield. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Garfield? I like Garfield. I have never seen him, but we we can do the second one. We'll do, well, both of them are under. Uh, I don't know. 
Score Christopher Beck. Christoph Beck. Get his name right. <laughs> he's our re- he's our returning champion of the podcast in regards to composers because he is in every damn movie we need to do, and he's been in two movies that we already did. Electra and Taxi doing the score for it. Hell yeah! The score for this movie was not bad. It was weird. It was it at wasn't the po- worst at some points. Wasn't the worst in the world. I'm just here to tell you this. But he also was the main composer for the recent Muppets movie, as well as Muppets Most Wanted, and both Ant-Man movies. Well, you know what I noticed, noticed more than the score is the soundtrack for this movie. Lo- the soundtrack is... is, is B- A is, banger of it, the soundtrack. If you like pop punk of the two, early 2000s, <laughs> you will love this soundtrack. Gina, what's your, uh, what's your opinion on the soundtrack from Cheer by the Dozen? Uh, that was one of my good parts of the movie. Was mm-hmm. I love? I really love the soundtrack. Uh, Life is a highway. Sold. You got me. There you go. Best moving song of all time. How about that? I'm just a kid. My life is a nightmare. They had some Beatles in there. They 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 paid to have help. <laughs> it was a cover, but still. Yeah, performed by Fountains of Wayne, which we love. Sure. <laughs> you know I, they needed help. Look, yeah, Christoph help. Beck was also the, the composer for Frozen. He was also the composer for WandaVision, for Hawkeye, for Free Guy, another Sean Levy film. He he's put some respect on Christoph's name because we're gonna <laughs> do because we won't when we do um hmm, let me just pick here. Uh Pink Panther 2, uh License to Wed. Uh, <laughs> License to Wed. Uh, without a Paddle. <laughs> Garfield. Garfield, well, Tale of Two all Kitties. All good movies. All good Dickie movies. Roberts, former child star. Eligible? That's not Confutz. Big Fat Liar. Bring It. No, Bring It On's good. Never yeah. mind. I'm yeah, gonna what, stop right what's there. wrong with you? I'm going to stop right there. What were you about to say, Gina? Just, I love the score when Mark goes missing. Mm. It's really good. Like, it's it, really that welled me up. Yeah. I was getting like teary eyed. Like they did that really, really well. Like, Motion. Poor Mark. Like, oh, can, Mark. I, can I just say that? Poor Mark. <laughs> yeah. What a short end of the stick kid. <laughs> Man, feel bad for Mark. We're getting into that. Uh, act. Speaking of actors, we got the main two. Yep. The hot, the the hot, the hot couple. Hot couple. Who still got? What did he say? Still got the spice. Remember when he's getting checked out? Still got the heat, baby. Still got the heat, baby. And they did a <laughs> Steve Martin <laughs> dance, <laughs> aka the Nick Lyons dance. Uh, yeah, Steve Martin and Bonnie. That's a good Hunt. dance. Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt, which, who had pretty good chemistry. Good chemistry. Pretty good chemistry. Uh, with Bonnie Hunt being the, the subtle, sarcastic humor, Steve Martin being the outlandish, go- goofball uh, comedy chops. Bonnie Hunt, MVP. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, kids, we had three famous kids and then, oh, four. We'll, I'll say four. And then a bunch of, bunch of just children. Um, <laughs> yeah, Piper Parabo, who is famous for another future contender movie that we're going to do. Coyote, Coyote Ugly. Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Uh, superstar in that film. Love Piper Parabo. You got Tom Welling, who's Superman, who's one of the better Supermans, if you ask me, but that's just me. And then uh, 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 Lizzie McGuire, Hillary Duff herself. And then the, the the fourth I will give to Allison Stoner. Allison Stoner is the number four who name recognition. She the, might even be... Who is uh, a dancing queen, I will say. Yeah. She's amazing. Amazing yeah. professional dancer. She, you know her famous, most Miss, famously the Missy from, from the Missy Elliott Work It video. Uh, the other kids, Kevin G. Schmidt. Jacob Smith played Jake. Liliana Mummy played Jessica. Morgan York played Kim. Forrest Landis played Mark. Blake Woodruff played Mike. And I didn't write down the two twins. Yeah, the other two. <laughs> <laughs> the, the redheaded twins. That's okay. They're famous but on TikTok. Also in this movie, Ashton Kutcher. 
Mm-hmm. Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck. Richard Jenkins. Alan Ruck, who is Cameron. Dax, Dax Shepard in his second movie of all as time. Dax, his first movie as Dax Shepard with one P. His first movie, he was an extra with two P's. Wow. <laughs> he changed his last name. Shepard. Super judging him hard. <laughs> oh, this is clearly not a happy family. <laughs> uh, I think I read that the, that was the punk cast as the as was the it? Oprah. Yeah, I think I read that in one of the fun facts that it was like everyone from the punk crew. So I feel like like um, Ashton was probably like, get my boys, you know, on a bone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ashton has made Dak Shepard's career. Yeah, I mean, how much yeah. co- how much cocaine was uh, Dax on during the film? <laughs> well, <laughs> so, it, it was probably during his dark time. Uh, forgetting about Beans, our guy Beans, Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> Stephen not, Anthony Lawrence. Not the Toad Beans. Beansy, but... you sick-ass mofo. <laughs> and uh, Wayne Knight made a chandelier ex- experience. A, uh, a liposucked Wayne Knight, yeah, made his, made his appearance. Wayne Knight, also known as Newman from Seinfeld. Okay, I got a question for uh, a little game for Steven and Gina. Can you give me the top five in order Instagram followers for the cast, including the parents? I don't know. I don't know. I want, I want one, number one through five of highest Instagram followers. Oh, who follows. has the most followers Who's out of the five? Who's got the most followers? Yeah. Number one would be, I think it's a trap, and I want to say Allison Stoner. But I'm probably wrong. It's Kutcher, right? Are we talking about the kids? I or did we... not include Kutcher. It's okay. the parents okay. and the kids. I think Hillary Duff. You think that's number one? That see, I think so too. But I feel like that's the trap. So I'm gonna say Stoner. It's Hillary Duff. Hillary yeah. Duff has 20.2 million. Allison Stoner. Allison Stoner is second with 1.2. Wow, that's a big drop. Yeah. Who's Who's number three? Who's number three? Gina, Jesus. who do you got as number three? I'm gonna say Piper. Only out of I've never seen any of the other people on Instagram ever. I, I think the guess is Kevin because he was on Young and the Restless. It's Tom Welling. Tom Welling has one million Instagram followers. What has he been doing? <laughs> Smallville got him got him the numbers. He's I think he's got it, the staying power. Boosted his numbers. Piper Parabo is fourth with two hundred and eleven thousand. Wow. And then it's a steep drop off, sneaking into the fifth spot. Who do you think? Morgan, New York. No. 52.1 thousand. Uh, Lily Ann Mumi. <laughs> Good Maybe guess. Jacob? Is it Jacob? It's Bonnie Hunt with 50, wow. 52.1. Uh, Anna is is number six. She's 49. Wow. Jacob is actually. 49,000 followers for Liliana Mumi. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, the low, the yeah. lowest is actually Mark Forrest Landis. He has 9,000 followers. He's He got it, He got really into skating. Oh, he's actually like he's he's out of acting. He's hardcore. Yeah, yeah he's all, been out all, of acting. For all a while. of these kids are actually out of acting. Yeah, um, except Stoner, but but Stoner's a dancer. So yeah, no, the only really yeah, everyone below that is out of acting. The the twins, twins uh, are on TikTok. Those ones are still acting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jacob Smith is a, he's an artist. He's got fourteen point nine thousand followers. Okay. His bio says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So shouts to Jacob. Great. He's still skateboarding. <laughs> Morgan York doing kickflips for Jesus. She's writing. Uh, she's writing fantasy novels. Sweet. So there you go. Good job, Morgan. Did you That's guys all-, see all the kids they did. Um, there's there was like the TikTok trend for I'm just a kid. Life is a nightmare. Where they do like when you're really young and then you recreate it. Oh and yeah. The whole cast 
all 12 kids did it. And that was pretty cool. That That's was pretty, pretty cool. Cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. They, they embrace these roles, which is, which is something to say because you don't, you don't think a lot of child actors would, would fully embrace, um, the, the, these, these first off roles. A hundred percent. Cause I feel like if you're not still in acting, you're kind of like, I just don't even want to acknowledge for that thing I did that my parents probably made me do. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did uh, look at one of Mark Forrest Landis's pictures and it's uh, the top comment was like, Mark, Mark Baker, we fucking love you, bro. <laughs> so, it was probably one of his friends. Yeah. Probably. Uh, award season got nominated for one Razzie and one Blimpy, but it was really just Ashton Kutcher who was nominated for both. And let's be let's be clear here. The Blimpy is the, the Kids Choice Award. Yeah, it's Kids Choice Award. Yeah. Uh, speaking of choice awards, though, it was nominated for fourteen choice awards. Wow! Not it wasn't for kids. It was definitely a movie for teens, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So, teen choice awards. It got movie hissy fit. Ashton Kutcher, movie blush. Hillary Duff. I guess that's when the football team showed up. Uh, movie lip lock. Piper Parabone. Ashton Kutcher, who kissed way too long in front of parents. <laughs> way too long in front of parents. And choice movie breakout star. Oh, Tom poor, Welling. Poor Tom Welling. Man, poor Aww. Tom Welling and poor Mark. That's all I got to say about this film. I went through, uh, who do you think beat Tom Welling out for Breakout Movie Star? In 2003? In 2003, yep. Well, 2003, 2004. Uh, he's another heartthrob from the early 2000s. Gina, you you probably, he's got three names. He's a three-name guy. Chad Michael Murray. That's it. Yep. Chad yeah. Michael Murray age had began. The OC had just come out. He won for breakout movie. He won for breakout TV star and breakout movie star. What was the movie? Cinderella story. No, Cinderella story is 04. Yeah, but it, they, oh they hold the they goodness. hold the Teen Choice Awards in August, so oh they don't really have a set time. September 03, it was basically 04. What a piece so. of garbage. Where do you stand on Chad Michael Murray, uh, Gina? Um. Well, he's not OC. He's actually a One Tree Hill. My bad. Yeah, One Tree. My bad. My yeah. bad. My bad. One TH, uh, bro. He's, he's fine. I, I don't have, um, I don't know. Like I, I think he's an attractive man. But he's just, too, it's, he's like almost too good looking and that sounds so lame, but it's just like, I don't know. Have you seen him recently? <laughs> no, he also started with a lot of drama with Hillary Duff and, um, yeah, yeah. They were... Lohan. So, yeah. you know, he's kind of on my ugh list for that. I get that. No, I get that. A uh, little bit of a shoehorned relationship sort of, sort of thing. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the teen choice lip lock winner goes to, goes to my couple. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Bill. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner, because Kieran Knightley and Orlando Bloom walked away with that one. Oh, that so. was the Kieran Knightley, Captain Barbosa skeleton <laughs> kiss. Oh, yeah. oh, is that just my dreams? Oh, sorry, sorry, just leaking a bit too much but, information uh, there. Looking at the Teen Choice Awards, they had they had good taste for the for the most part. For the they most had, part, they had something. Your guy Adam Brody did win a Choice TV actor. Choice for, TV for, actor for drama and action. Adventure. So I don't think of a more. I can't think of a more early two thousands phrase than um, man. That Adam Brody. He's choice. <laughs> I love Adam Brody. Still, he's okay. Uh, moving plot. Moving plot. The movie plot, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is Tom and Katie Baker, Steve Martin, Bonnie Hunt, have compromised their careers to raise twelve children through throughout their throughout their raising. Tom coaches a high school football team while uh, high school. No, he coaches a Division three college team. They even got the synopsis I just, wrong. I pulled this from Rotten no, Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Shame on Rotten Tomatoes. Tom coaches a D3 football <laughs> team. Yeah. You while, make a living off that. You can. 
Uh, okay, Libby. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what the hell do I know? While Kate has retired from journalism to fully raise the family, things change when Tom is offered a call a um, D1 college coaching job in, a new, in Chicago. At the same time, the publisher buys Kate's parenting memoir. After moving, Kate goes on the after moving to Chicago. Kate goes on the book tour, leaving Tom in charge of the children, who already unhappy about relocating, plunge the household into chaos. <laughs> this is a this is a too long description. <laughs> Word salad. Word salad. Uh, and they got the, they got it totally wrong. He's not coaching a high school. If he did, it's the best high school in the state of Illinois, uh, but it's a Division three college uh, program, and. Um, yeah, and he takes a job in Chicago, new city. I mean, you just say Chicago, right? Well, it wasn't Chicago. It was Ev- thought- Evanston, which is like an hour outside of Chicago. It might well be. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the plot line. Uh, are you for real moments? Uh, Nick, what, what you got? Okay, I'll ask the first question. Is 12 kids too many kids? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. It was in, it was in, too many in 2003. It was so, too no, many so, in 1950. It was too many in 1923. So if this was if it was happening in 2003, that means the first kid was born in like 84, which 12 kids wasn't that too many back then. So the synopsis is that but they knew they were going to have a big family. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So Tom is like I grew up in a family of 8 and they just breeze past this. They, yeah. He's like, I grew up in a family of eight. And she's like, my I, sister died. And I had one sister <laughs> and she died. <laughs> so I want to have a big family. That, I'm okay with that, Tom. I, and then she just kept going. And I was just like, oh, okay. And that never came up again. No, it never came up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the how to make it fresh. Have one of the kids die. And so they accidentally have 12 kids. They each wanted eight. So they the right they had twins which pushed them to nine and then they consummated during a uh, during a celebration a, a drunken high a college reunion party and then then Steve Martin had a vasectomy but didn't know that it takes a couple weeks for his vasectomy to go through bravo to the chutzpah and and like physical serve fortitude that he had to engage in marital relations a week or two after a vasectomy like do, can you imagine I couldn't even imagine that. You know, you're not she- supposed to like do anything for like a month. Vasectomy. You're not supposed know. to do a lot. Yeah. Let alone some mang. Dude, and okay, I got a question. What after what number kid did Bonnie Hunt start having C sections, dude? Because Jesus Christ, she looks uh, great. She looks really good. <laughs> but back to the vasectomy thing. Personal experience, not for me, but uh, oh, okay. youngest sister born after a vasectomy. There you go. So it happens. Yeah, we're happens. just airing dirty laundry. Uh, <laughs> Gina, what do you think? 12 kids too many? Question mark. Yeah. Um, although I will say, and I looked up my old tweets because I remember when I was a lot younger, probably high school, oh. I wanted 10 kids. I don't know if it was this movie or what it was, but I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want 10 kids. And then slowly like through you know i just like advanced search like kids in my twitter history <laughs> like slowly over the years you just see me get like more and more anti not anti-children but like oh like parenting seems like a whole lot like <laughs> so um yeah 12 kids is too many four kids i think would probably be too many at this day and age but, i think um, yeah yeah no i think you're fair in those assumptions yeah no it's very you know i was telling them i was telling them can you imagine the costco for this family it would be astronomical um and just the amount of like clothes and laundry and like babies laundry. like change their clothes 
multiple times a day. Right. Well, babies don't change their own clothes, but like you have to change their clothes. So I can't even imagine what life was like in that house when there was like a newborn, fresh little thing, you know? Uh, so just that would be, you know, a good like prequel is when there were babies and growing up. I don't know. <laughs> Save my baby! <laughs> there you need to it would be somebody's full it'd be somebody's full-time job to do the laundry for this family yeah i mean you have to have multiple machines uh unless someone's on a on a on a washboard 18 hours a day like that's the only reason that's the only way it can it could work uh, hence, they had a laundry shoot hence why you have house. the shoot hence why you have the chore wheel hence why you have children have responsibilities starting at starting when they can walk if you can walk you can take this to the kitchen you can put this in the dishwasher. Let's be honest. These kids have turned out pretty okay. For having 12 kids, you got to expect one or two of them to be pretty... Uh, I mean, hey, uh, we haven't seen the sequel. We don't know what Mark's yeah, up to. We don't know how Mark turned out. Mark yeah, living, clearly in, living, in that, living in that solo bedroom <laughs> plotting because Beans uh, is wait. dead. His only best friend died. <laughs> that room was the coolest. That was the coolest what? room. Oh, my All God. Those kids were haters, and I was like, I would kill to have that room. That he, is so cool. He had the Kevin McAllister room. Everybody wanted the Kevin McAllister room growing up. Like, it's, 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 just, it's just facts. You can call it the attic. I'm calling it the Kevin McAllister room. <laughs> Dude, it's the penthouse. It's not the attic. Uh, if it was a penthouse, it'd have a balcony. What happens when you grow over five feet? <laughs> he what? It was tall. It had a, a ladder in it. That was vaulted ceiling, <laughs> sir. It was the tower of the McMansion. Leave him alone. Yeah, but imagine the spiders in that fucking place, dude. He's a biologist. He loves the spiders. Come on. He bought a rare. Yeah, yeah. say it. Good point. He'd make friends with them. He bought a rare snake for a neighbor and gave it to him. Yeah, how did he get get that snake? That that was one thing I was kind of like. That's eBay. That's eBay uh, coming into into the fold. Yeah. That was the scene I wanted to break down because it was. It was too much. I was like, there's no, the antics were a lot, but that one was just the birthday. Who, who was yeah. held by a snake? Why were the football players there? There were the, the, right. the bounce. What happened to that one football player too, that got like injured. <laughs> yeah. Like a D one college team practicing in someone's backyard just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't who shows up to their house in complete pads. So yeah, there's there's that point too. You they drove in there, put their pads. On. Yeah, they put their pads on to get ready for practice. See, Mars like surprise, guys. We're not training in in this open field anymore. We're going to my fifty square yard uh, backyard. Full of dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, full of dog shit. Because you know they didn't pick it up. Well, yeah. the, no, they had the kids pick it up because part of their charge. No, but you know they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Martin wasn't cracking the whip. Steven believes in discipline, though. I'm, I mean, I believe in order. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in order at all. Um, your big, your big gripe that I'll bring up though, Nick, is they couldn't get a nanny. Like they couldn't hire. Like there was a whole scene of him calling Yellow Pages. But on the flip side, he's going to Division One school. It's, it's. I'm assuming it's got a great child development program. Why don't you just leverage the child de- development <laughs> yeah, that's program? A good, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's the perfect project. They used to farm out our high and school like students to do that. Exactly. Not just one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they have so many college students that are child development majors that would love to. That would love to take on projects, whether they're. He's got that D one money. Pay him. Pay him nicely. To eighteen years. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. gave him the house. I'm sure they gave him a wage. Uh, he probably couldn't uh, 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 garnish those wages to fund um, the child programming lab because 
his life is 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 a child development project unto itself. And his dream yeah. was oh, his, he dropped the ball against Iowa. His, his, dream was, shake. his dream was ruined. His dream was yeah. ruined because he had too many kids and he couldn't he couldn't take care of both at the same time. When you're taking a D one uh, job, you're, you're, you're not expecting to take care of the kids. Yeah, which yeah. is very sad. Plot twist: You're yeah. doing twenty hour days as a D one coach. That's, Brings up yeah, your other point. The book deal happened lightning quick. <laughs> yeah, the, the book deal was she sent the book out, and three weeks later, it's printed. It has a cover. Rock. She doesn't even know what the cover looks like. They don't consult the author yeah. of what of what the cover looks like. <laughs> We're gonna make it look like a 1940s cookbook. Her her agent didn't tell her she's going on a fucking two week book tour before she even yeah. met up with her. Never even seen her in real life. Terrible. I, like, hey, you don't look like somebody who gave birth to twelve kids. Oh, thanks. thanks. This is an agent that I don't know if I would trust because I would yeah. just show up and she would be like, hey, I have all these things planned. I'd be like, where where have Why you didn't been? You tell me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, aren't you thanks. my agent? Thanks for this cool hotel room, but also like what? WTF? <laughs> what is happening, lady? Well, shout out to uh, Bonnie Hunt for you know pulling it together, taking it on the chin. Yeah, but uh, Steve Martin, you know, we're, is he a real dad? No, we're back in the age of uh, we're in the age of where it's okay for men to be overwhelmed, and he 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 needed to admit that he was overwhelmed. Yeah, you gotta you gotta cut your losses, especially when it comes to child rearing. Gina, what was something that stood out to you as a Are you for real? Is that is that for real? Yeah, it was definitely um, either the party scene or when Mark goes missing. And I know she's supposed to be that mean lady, but when she's like scolding mom, I guess like that for me, I was like, this is like really, really rough. Why oh. would you be so mean someone who just lost their Alan child? Ruck's wife. <laughs> the yeah. na- the yeah, neighbor mom? <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Save my baby lady. When she was like, yeah, she's like, I always knew one of your kids would end up on the side on of the, the milk carton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, bitch. Hey, fun fact, Nick, that mom is in euphoria and she's also a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She's the wife of the uh, of the dude. She's Nate's mom. Yeah, Nate's mom. I'm not, that, I'm not that far in the season yet, dude. She That, mo- that lady's had two. like five lines. I didn't spoil li- anything. I'm just going to say <laughs> yeah, you're going to recognize her. Two. And that lady's yeah, had like five lines so far. <laughs> yeah, she's barely in it. Nick's only going to be able to make it 20 minutes at a time she's judging barely. by how you can handle she's tense barely. situations. <laughs> I just spend a lot of time on the phone. That's a football question, or not a football question, yeah. but a call football coach question, because I didn't know, and I, I didn't have time to research. Sure. But the thing that I thought was like kind of illogical is, okay, like a football season, I mean, they have off seasons, they have summer. Yep. So I kind of wondered, how did they, how did she not think, well, can I stop the book tour until he's on summer or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. They, like, they've been working together, like, hand in hand for, like, all these years, and then all years. of a sudden, they both decide to do what they want at the same time. She, there was no way she could have been. Actually, I need to hold this off until maybe a couple months in summer when Tom's job isn't as crazy, which I think would be a normal route, but I also don't know if he would get a summer or if there's like... Wow. That's a great point. You, know, you brought up two D, great points. D1 is a, is a year-round because they got to recruit, so he'd be traveling around everywhere in the off-season. Yeah, too. so so basically the, the the mentality of this was like the, the understanding was he gets this job that this dude was promised, that the previous guy was promised up until May. And then the, they're like, all right, we're taking a new direction because I, I got this guy uh, with the D3 program. So even if he was still at the D3 program, he's still doing whatever Alex was saying, still going out to recruit, still still doing his things to, to, to make things a year-round process. Because it's in May, it's like, it's like oh, we're going to hire um, – we're gonna hire uh, uh, this uh, this this. Basically, you're hiring them right when the season starts. 
like like in May is way too late to be having a coaching change, whether it's a, a professional sport or an amateur sport. Like it's 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 too crazy. The second point that I wanted to say was I lost it. Where is it? Where'd you put it? I don't know. I lost it. Okay, well you lost it to time, just like uh, Steve Martin lost all of his time. He did. He did. It's a shame. Shame. The biggest argue for real though for this movie is those the wankster kids that were in middle school. <laughs> this was this was the Hollywood aspect of it is having uh, white suburban children in full two thousands hip hop regalia wearing wearing FUBU and academics and uh, that was one of the they, only things that really brought me back time wise like to be like oh this this did take place in the early two thousands man just like complete just complete. Uh, I don't even know what to call like it. Like now, Just brain dead. Now, what Mark was wearing is what the weird cool kids wear in middle school, like a bucket right. hat, and, a bucket yeah. hat, and glasses. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A uh, Kang- Kangol hat, off-brand Kangol. The hat. Kangol hat. Oh, the Kangol hat is so good. When yeah. Charlie is just like, "Hey, turn your t- turn your Kangol right. back backwards. Go to band practice. You're gonna kill. You're gonna kill out there." <laughs> so awesome. I so loved stupid. it. So Gina, what's your take on the fashion, uh, 2003 oh, fashion? I loved it. I thought it was, it was again, like, like you said, a total throwback. And that made you remember like, yeah, I definitely wore like things that were probably cultural appropriating, but everyone was wearing it because it was so cool. Everyone was. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just can't, did anyone in the, did anyone that's in this conversation wear an old Navy jersey? Cause I never did. I'm just sorry to say that I never wore a jersey that was devoted to the Gap or Old Navy. I had or... Old Navy. No, I, I was telling a... Nick yesterday that Old Navy is absolute trash. <laughs> I had a lot of Old Navy shirts. I still have Old Navy stuff. <laughs> American brand. <laughs> yeah, classic American brand based shirt, out of San Francisco. If you, want, if you want a shirt with the USA flag on it, you're going to Old you're Navy. You're going to Old Navy and you're paying $4 <laughs> for it. Um, the but, but, like, did you have any any jerseys that weren't sports-related, I guess? I, I'm, I guess I'm mainly asking the gentleman here. I bought my first jersey in sixth grade when I told my mom, uh, we're having jersey day at school and I have to have a jersey, otherwise people are going to think I'm not weird. Because, I mean, otherwise people are going to think, gonna think I'm, you're weird. People are going <laughs> to think I'm weird. And then I showed up and I was, like, one of the... 15 people wearing a jersey that day and i bought a titans jersey that oh, was just no. like it was like off the rack at ross <laughs> and i was just like yeah Steve mcnear i'm a titans <laughs> fan now <laughs> i'm pretty sure i had a big dog jersey you had a big dog shit. jersey my big guy dog. You gotta have a big dog i had big dog. <laughs> the only non-sports jersey that i had even though i only had like two or three sports jersey in my entire life the only non-sports jersey that i had was a hockey jersey that was a uh, that was from Disneyland, and it was Donald Duck themed. So it was <laughs> Donald Duck something, and I wore that jersey maybe twice, and I really wanted it for Christmas. And I wore it, and I'm like, I don't like this at all. Sorry, mom, dad. That's happened to me a lot. Yeah, it's story of childhood. It uh, I do like. have a I do have a relationship question. Hank and Nora, I think they're moving too fast. Just a bit. They moved in together. Just a bit. They moved in together. She's 22. He's 25 ish. Late 20s. Pushing late 20s. First of all, he would be making a pretty good amount of money just on that commercial. In Chicago, though? Like, is there a lot of, a lot an, of commercial it, work it in Chicago? If it's local or national. If it's a national commercial, he's making he's making decent money. It's not sounding like he's traveling, although their apartment is pretty swanky. Nice apartment. It doesn't, so- doesn't sound like he's traveling for the Living roles. in downtown Chicago. Downtown Chi-Town. She just graduated college, I'm assuming, uh, getting her first job. It was her first real job, because that's what Bronnie Hunt brought up. Yeah. Yeah. 
shots at Nora. I thought she did a great job. Nora, it's working at Coyote Ugly. It was yes. her first job after Coyote. No, she got fired from this advertising job afterwards and then went to her uh, estranged uh, st- uh, biological father. To plot <laughs> twist, it's John Goodman, and he works at a toll booth in Jersey. <laughs> Love John Goodman in that movie. Oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, let's speaking of, uh, speaking of good moments, let's get to the real good stuff. Oh, do, you, do you have any bad stuff you want to touch on before we move on? Bad stuff? No, I think that was, like, good. I'm good. Good stuff. We said soundtrack. Okay. We said soundtrack. What else do you have, Gina? Um, I genuinely forgot that Beans was in it, and I, I let out like a squeak when I realized that he was in this movie. Because <laughs> um, I was like, good for Beans. Um, for Beans. And then I think, yeah, um, it was definitely like the music. I thought the kids were cute together. Like the younger kids were yeah. really good together. Um, although I don't think those kids – any kids in that large of a group or that age group would actually think of such fantastic plans of like meat sauce underwear. Um, right. They still had really good chemistry and I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I said the meat prank was a good prank. I think um, it was cross generational because you, you, you had Tom Welling in there. You had Hillary Duff. So you had a little bit of critical thinking involved in that, in that plot. So uh, it worked But where well. did they get all that meat? That's a lot of meat. There's 12 kids. There are 12 kids. You're, You're right. getting 10 pounds of ground beef out the freezer the night this before. This is something I'm not thinking about. I'm not thinking about the... You have two fridges, right? You have to have you have to have a freezer you, just filled with meat. You have your kitchen <laughs> fridge and kitchen freezer. It's usually a combination, but it's probably the biggest model you can find. And then you have a garage fridge, just a refrigerator, and a garage freezer. Usually chest 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 down fridge freezer but it's but if you're really feeling really fancy it looks like a fridge too yeah and that's where all the capri suns are stored <laughs> yeah <outside. laughs> boxes capri suns and mommy suns. And daddy's medicine are and then uh yeah, you shotgun and the lunchables you shotgun the capri suns you stick the stick this stab it in the bottom and then you'd be like just suck that shit shotgun up capri suns? and then you would turn, those you turn into that little gel guy and you would ride the wave <laughs> What you call those ones where you you twisted off like the little was it like Squeeze Kool Aid? Was another one of those kind yeah. of Squeeze shitty Squeezes, yeah. Squeeze it, Squeezems, yeah. <laughs> Squeeze it, Squeezems is what I'm about to do to you in about an hour. <laughs> Squeeze it, and then Kool Aid jammers. Well, what what Gina said is actually my who worked and who didn't work. I'm saying the kid chemistry, yeah, worked. Yeah. I thought the kids worked really well. I thought they all like played off each other pretty solidly, except right. for how mean they were to Mark. I thought that was fucked up. Yeah. You don't call FedEx is the branding in this movie was weird. There was like I would just notice Gatorade all of a sudden. Yeah. I would just notice like they're saying FedEx. Quiznos. How much <laughs> that Quiznos dinner cost? Six thousand dollars. How are you getting Quiznos for a twelve-person family? What they, are you, Mister Moneybags? They sold the shit out of this movie, and they deserve every dollar I they got. Miss Quiznos, man. No, you don't. You think you do, but you don't. I will say though, I was the youngest of three, uh-huh. and that's not as many as twelve. But my sisters would always tell me that they found me in a trash can outside of Walgreens. Wow! So I that kind of um, siblings <laughs> are the worst. Of, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Older siblings, mostly. That's what happened, though. Like, where you, there's always, like, you know, yeah. it's easy to pick on someone. Like, I was the only blonde person in, like, my whole family. Oh, so, yeah. I, you know, he's kind of, like, the outlier. So, it's... Pick on the perfect know. one. I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I picked on my blonde sister. So, I, I see it. I told her she was adopted multiple times. Wow. I was the oldest. Yeah. So, I wasn't allowed to get bullied. Yeah. Other, the, other good stuff. The jokes. The jokes. dad joke. Love the dad jokes in it. 
Uh, did anyone else catch that? Uh, Shake, who's the athletic director and friends with um, Tom Baker, their nickname in college was Shake and Bake. Anybody catch that? That makes sense. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. You know, I had this weird uh, memory of of Richard Jenkins, who played Shake, offering him the job so that he could try to win Bonnie back. <laughs> oh, you were watching a totally different movie. I, I don't know what I remembered that from. I was just like, I I thought that that's what happened. Like he he tries to hit on her. It's like later. there's something about Mary sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. but uh, maybe they cut it out. Bon- Bonnie's in the bag for on the bag for. There's that moment when. She- when he, when Steve Martin's like, oh, she had to have the the best stud on the team or something, and right. then, um, and then Richard Jenkins' character Shake was like, and she got all this like really condescendingly. With the third so string wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're onto something with with that, Gina. Yeah, I think it's sort of like a, it's sort of like a he wanted her, but she wanted the other guy, and so he's gonna spend the rest of his life being hella remorseful and not acknowledging her existence. Yeah. Who who worked for you, Gina? Who who worked in the movie? I loved Bonnie uh, Bonnie Hunt. I thought she was so good. She is yeah. a really good mom um, actress, and I thought I thought she was just a delightful, um, really really good. Wholeheartedly agree. She's uh, she's the best Hunt out of the three. She's better than uh, Helen Hunt, and she's better than Holly Hunt. I will <laughs> I must say that Holly right Hunter? now. Holly Hunter. You know what I meant. Uh, yeah, that is not true, but uh, oh, it's very I, true. I do like your sentiments. It's you know, true. I'm gonna say Bonnie didn't work for me, but not because she was bad, but because the outtakes. Mm. Bonnie, oh. the outtakes was incredible, and it's I'm cringy. like, where yeah. was that? She was so funny. She they didn't let her do the Steve. They let Steve Martin do whatever he wanted, but didn't they didn't let, let Bonnie. Bonnie do whatever she wanted. Didn't let her off. She could have been. The star of this movie, but that's probably why, because it's Steve Martin's movie, but we're, still. If we're talking outtakes, weirdest outtake of that whole movie is Tom Welling trying to make out with Bonnie Hunt. Funniest outtake of this whole movie. I don't know. It's <laughs> funny. It's really weird to me. I thought it was great. I remember that outtake specifically. Oh, brother. <laughs> but I, I did think that she she could have been, like, you saw even more of her chops, how funny she is, yeah. like, on the fly, just in the outtakes. And great I was like, She could have been even better in this I agree. In the movie, yeah, they they didn't let her off the leash as much as she should have. It but should she, have been. But she did it. She did uh, embody the character really well. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. Um, worse, worse for me. Uh, it's a combination of of the H stuff overacting and the Welling underacting. Tom Welling, very, uh, very not like very phoning it in. I feel like he could have done a lot more. Hey, teenager. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, uh, did I tell you I hate you so much? <laughs> that I'm good. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I don't like how mean they were to him at the new school. It's like you're they're all mean to everybody though. How how far is that shtick gonna go, really? It's like it's I'm just assuming people who live in Chicago, especially under eighteen <laughs> yeah, years of, of they age, just hate like, outsiders. They just don't like anybody there was from a, the country. There was a big lack of Chicago accents in this movie. Well, it's Evanston. Yeah, it's just Alex. outside. But nobody was saying the word ma'am instead of mom. We're talking about dogs. <laughs> they have these hot dogs. Um, um, guys, yeah. <laughs> um, no Cubs references either. No, no other sports <laughs> references. They didn't get the licensing. That's yeah. why. Uh, Gina, who didn't work for you? Um, I I really didn't love Hillary in this yeah, one. I agree. She's done better work. I will say that. Although it was sort of on brand for you know her at the time, like very fashion forward, very girly. So they you know they were probably just kind of trying too hard to make it like Lizzie McGuire. So. You know, her name, her best, yeah. but it wasn't good. 
<laughs> her name was Lorraine Baker. It could have easily been Lizzie McGuire. It's the same role. <laughs> well, this is a uh, this is the first character that has that has been named Lorraine, and that I can remember because that's my mom's name, and I have never met another Lorraine. Uh, Lorraine Newman. Future. Wow! Shout out to your Ooh. mom. Sorry, Gina. Back to the Future, Lorraine. Oh yeah, Lorraine. Yeah. Oh. The mom. I don't think I think <laughs> the mom is in the Back first to the one Future. One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a uh, this is right on her run of. Of as you're saying at the beginning of the podcast, she did Agent Cody Banks, Lizzie McGuire movie, Cheaper by the Dozen, and then Cinderella Story, and then Raise Your Voice. All within two; those were all in 2003, 2004. I did not watch Raise Your Voice. She was on. She was on a fucking roll. Did you watch Raise Your Voice, Gina? Of course, I watched Raise Your Voice. Shut up, Nick. I wasn't asking you. (laughs) Did you watch Raise Your Voice? Yes, I watched it, but like a really long time ago. Is it a singing competition movie? It's like a singing school. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. There's yeah, like one scene now that's like pretty memeable where she's like, la, 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 la. And it's, it, you got to watch it. <laughs> Future Contender, I'm sure. Scene, it's real, it's real funny. Okay. I take it. What does Shelby think of that new show she's in? She, oh, we're going to get into it. <laughs> Talk that's, about it right now. That's my, that's her real recommendation is How I Met Your Father. Real <laughs> big fan. Uh, she's a real big fan of that show. Real big fan of How I Met Your Father. Never seen How I Met Your Mother, but she loves How I Met Your Father. <laughs> well, it's time for friends or Defoe. Uh, Speaking of friends. Add in a character or replace a character with either Willem Defoe or any of the characters from Friends. Uh, I'm going to add in a character. I'm adding Willem Defoe as Bonnie Hunt's kooky dad. He'd be good in the sequel. Like, he just shows up. I think we needed we needed some more wild cards. I think they're or he calls. Where, where are the grandparents yeah. in this situation? By the way, dead. I think they're all dead. okay. Yeah. Sorry, R.I.P. R.I.P. They all had lung cancer because they all smoked like <laughs> five packs a day. That's why the sister oh, died from wild. secondhand smoke. <laughs> We're going to hell. Sorry, Gina. <laughs> I was just gonna say they all died with Bonnie Hunt's sister. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a tragic accident. You know, actually, one of the uh, original Cheap by the Dozen kids did die at age mm-hmm. five from dysentery. Wow. You know? They were crossing the Oregon Trail. They was, got that old dysentery. They went down Soda Springs and uh, stayed a while and ate some tainted meat. <laughs> yeah, but I'm adding Willem Dafoe as either an uncle or as a grandpa. Yeah, that'd be a good plot twist is that you he when he says, I'm calling in the cavalry. And, and he, he adds he, more chaos than yeah. anything. Yeah. I think that's, that's what he would be good at. Yeah, Willem Dafoe just walks in instead of Wayne Knight saying, you're in over your head, and it's Willem Dafoe. You're in over your head, mister. <laughs> oh, that'd be good, too. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Um, uh, 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 I'm adding either Monica's dad, who, who's portrayed by Elliot Gould, or Richard as Tom Selleck, uh, uh, as Shake. So, so preferably Elliot Gould will be the university head, or we have Richard Tom Selleck as Shake. Oh, you're deep cutting the, uh, you're not even going main cast. Yeah, it's friends characters. I mean, Tom Selleck as Shake, he's, he would be good as an egotistical bad guy who looks like a quarterback, you know? Okay, okay, okay. He totally does have that like seventies quarterback look. Yep, and he'd be very condescending with his uh with his ha- with his half speak. You know, I don't care. You go mm. ahead and do what you want. I think you could swap him for uh, Ashton <laughs> no. to have him be the boyfriend. <laughs> I think I think you're very wrong. Um, you got to ride this Ashton Kutcher. This was the, his peak. This was peak Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah. He was we coming hot. Off he of was doing punked. He was still doing seventy show. And he was in three movies this year. <laughs> like, what were the other movies? Just Married and oh yeah, uh, Just Married. One other Butterfly one. Effect. That was the next year. Was Butterfly Effect? Ashton Kutcher. I just watched a uh, 
TikTok you posted uh, or Instagram with Mila Kunis. I I just love them. I'm so happy for them. Yeah, yeah. Ashton, a Renaissance man. Anyway, not- Gina, Gina, friends or Defoe, who are you replacing or adding? I did want to say, I don't think Ashton deserved um, a Razzie for this. I feel like that was them just kind of being like, he's in, he's doing really well. Why would he do this? But right. I thought he was pretty good in his role. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. It wasn't terrible for me. Um, and and I said I would do Lisa Kudrow as Bonnie Hunt's character. Yeah. I but I think her and Steve Martin could also kind of have some funny bits. And I do think she's kind of in like, in some mom roles, and I think I think she'd be really funny. No, I think so too. That's a good point, and it's it's not um, the the age gap question would be a thing, I guess. But at the <laughs> but at the same time, it I don't would... think they care. <laughs> no, I, 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 I get that. I'm just trying to like try to try to uh, write out this script here. He's like an assistant coach. Well, the problem with Steve Martin is he always looks like he's over sixty. That's years the old. issue. You're right. You're right. He's since he was. 25 he's yeah, always he looks just, 40 he just has his white hair so it's just like he yeah. just never looks young that damn white hair whoever has that is a real jerk <laughs> recasting couch uh robin williams was considered for the role of tom baker i could see it and that i could be, see it that would be good yeah it would that be. would be good yeah it would be the, uh, the improv would be out the window oh my god i don't know if i would buy if i really buy steve as Martin a football as coach a, though no, I yeah. buy Robin Williams as a football coach more than Steve Martin. Robin Williams actually played football. I don't think I don't think uh, Steve Martin ever did. I don't think Steve Martin. Steve Martin's from Texas. I, I don't really think Steve that. Martin would win the win the hearts of the locker room. I don't know. Something about him seems a little soft to me. Steve Martin definitely played football. Oh look, there he is, defensive tackle. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Steve Albert Martin, uh, 1996. Uh, qu- quotes. Uh, I only had one quote, and it's just the uh, the neighbor mom screaming, "Save my baby!" when uh, when <laughs> Beans randomly <laughs> jumps onto the chandelier. That's the only good quote. I don't know how he's strong enough to a jump over the railing and b jump on, and grab the chandelier and not fall. <laughs> but I do love the. I also like the Steve Martin bit where he's like, "Hey, know any good restaurants in here?" Ah! In the, just in the middle of swinging from the chandelier. So. Steve Martin was specifically a cheerleader for Garden Grove High School. Wow. <laughs> Ron so Williams football sure. Jason. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ron Williams for sure played football, though. I remember. Uh, Gina, did you have any quotes that you liked from the movie? Um, I really like the hardest laugh I had. Laugh I had was when the 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 rich kid got in the fight with the Baker kids, and he just goes latte. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I <laughs> like it was so inconsequential, but I thought the delivery was just really really silly. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, I heard you're dissing my family. <laughs> my latte. My latte. Now you do. Uh, shout out to Mikey. I think Mikey is a, he did a good job being like the little jockey kid who is, mm-hmm. gets Has dropped no on, gets dropped on his head all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that, Alex. Look at that. Rob Williams playing football. Kurt Russell. How do you like that? Yeah. yeah he played it in real life. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I don't think you need to make this movie fresh because it made 138 million dollars. Like, yeah, I, sure, but but critic wise, you could make this fresh. I think I think if you involve a subplot that involves that includes the school trying to do the nanny gig via the child child development lab and another Hank prank. Hank prank. Who's yeah. the nanny? It's a it's a cavalcade of college Fran Dr- students. Fran Drescher. No, it's a it's a mix. It's an amalgamate of college students who are trying to get their child development major. All right, well, who are some of them from that era? You could probably do Erica Christensen, Josh Hartnett, <laughs> Erica Christensen's Jennifer a great Garner. idea. 
<laughs> Jennifer Gardner, uh, 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 Alex Trebek, because he's uh, he's redoing his career. Uh, Gina, do you have any way to make uh, this movie fresh critically? Um, I think for me, mostly some of the script writing. Um, there was just some real, real cheesy moments, like when he's trying to zip up her dress and he's like, it's not working. Yeah. And she's like, I know. And he's like, I meant the dress. It was like, I, yeah, yeah, it was really cheesy. cheesy. It's written for kids. So I'm looking at it from the eyes of an adult, but that, right. that, that had me cringing pretty hard. So I think just like updating some of the, the melodrama a bit. Yep. Yeah. Pasta de la crotch. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I that, that was a yeah, funny. Get rid of the, yeah, get rid of the looking down on people with normal family sizes. I fucking hated that. I mean, movie. if, an only child is not a normal family size. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> sorry, sorry to burst that bubble. I like when he too was like, they're like kittens. That was kind of a funny scene. He's like hiding in the closet. Steve Martin did try. He he tried his best. That was the funniest moment when he's on the phone with Bonnie Hunt and then an axe goes through the door. I thought that, that was probably the funniest moment in the film. That's Shining reference. I mean, it, it's it's definitely not not a Shining reference moment. Here's. The game portion of the evening. It's time for you to play the games. And first up, top five. Top five. We're going to rank the Baker kids. We're, we're going to do the thing you're not supposed to do as parents. We're going to power rank the kids. Yep. Um, Sophie's Choice for five times. <laughs> Sophie's Choice. Five times Sophie's Choice. How did you guys think of, go about ranking your kids? Just by how much you like them? Yeah, likability factor. Um, uh, I don't really take did screen prep. Did, did you take future of the, ch- of the, the kid into... Nope. Okay. No, no screen presence. No, no order of the child. It's just, just strictly. Wh- what about I, likely to be successful? Nope. In their life. Nope. Because they're I, all I failures. T- I took some of that into into consideration. I I had a multitude of factors. I took a, how how cool they were. Besides Mark and Jessica, they're all losers. <laughs> okay. Then give us your top five, Stephen. You can just. I think we can just go one through five. Just yeah. So uh, so uh, uh, start with your five and move up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> my number five. Um, my number five would have to be Mike, because only strictly because he initiates the fight with the bully. That's why I like Mike. That's Jake. Jake initiates. The fight oh well, Mike, you're dead to me. It's Jake. <laughs> number five. <laughs> Who is Mike? <laughs> Mike's the the little sporty one. He's the, the dude. Dude, two words. Yeah, he's like the football player. He's the jersey wearing kid. Oh, he's Jersey Boy. He's the one that they dropped down the chute. He's Jersey Jerry. Yeah. Okay. What's, so you, what's your five? Oh, am I going five, yeah, four, just, three, two, one? Yeah, just go all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Write um, them down uh, too, Steve. Uh, how about you write them down, producer? <laughs> number four, Forrest Landis is Mark. Uh, number three is uh, Henry. Uh, I got to support my fellow fat kid. Uh, <laughs> number two, Tom Welling, because he's because he's so cool. And then number one, Liliana Mumia is Jessica, because she's so smart. Okay. Solid top five. Solid top five. Honorable mention, uh, um, Sarah, but only because she's uh, she's very um, extroverted, uh, and she has a prominent um, acting presence in the sequel. Okay, Gina, what's your what's your five? Um, I at number five, I have Henry Banker, um, Baker, uh, purely for the the kink, the the I can't say it. <laughs> Clarinet kink? You got clarinet kink? You want to talk about his his kangle? His kangle. 
His cankles? <laughs> Is it his cankles? Just say it. He was really dedicated to that hat. You have to appreciate a guy uh, that can wear that can wear a kangle like that. A white guy. You don't really get, only Samuel L. Jackson has ever really pulled it off. So. Unless unless you're he, a, he was listening to the mighty mighty boss tones. Well, yes, that that's what I'm saying. He could be an overweight woodwind instrument player and <laughs> therefore is justified in wearing a kangle hat. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, number four. <laughs> um at four I had Jessica Baker or Baker. I would say a lot of like overly smart kids in TVs and movies that do a really, really bad job and making me like, ugh, you're annoying. But I don't know if it was because she just didn't get enough screen time or they didn't overuse her, but I thought her being so smart was really cute and they did a, a really, really good job of like integrating her in. And I just thought she was really cute and, and pretty funny with her knowledge. Yep. And then at three and two, it was kind of like a tie, but I kept them in there were Kyle and Nigel, um, the, the, mm. the youngest twin. I right. thought they were so cute and funny, just being cute little twins. And Their lines were know. very good. I, I really yeah. enjoyed their one-liners. They did a good job, too. I Like, in the outtakes, when they're like, I don't want to do it anymore. It's like, you can go play outside? Like, <laughs> just can, say this line. Yeah. You can tell they were the biggest nightmare <laughs> to work with. Just one more time. And they're just like, no. <laughs> um, so props to them for, for fighting through and being real cute. Um, and, and every time they said hot dog, every time they called Shake a hot dog, I thought that was so just sweet. Just little cute little kid things. Hell yeah. Um, and my number one was Mark. I got to give Mark number one because yeah. I felt so bad for him the whole movie. Poor Mark. Uh, <laughs> Just like wanting to like love his little dog and live his life in his cool. <laughs> yeah, shout tower. out, shout out to the uh, the beans memorial ceremony was pretty good. I love how his mom was named Frank. <laughs> so it was Frank no, and Beans. Pork, pork, pork. It was pork and beans. Yeah, and beans. damn yeah. it. The Weezer album. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Save my baby. I'll go. Uh, my number five, Charlie. Charlie is uh, he's a very a very adult 17 year old yep. that I think has a future not going to college and just working in an automotive. I really wanted to know who Beth was. Like we should have seen who the actress for Beth was cuz yeah. I was I was super involved into which actress they had play. Uh, Plot twist, it's Kristen Crook from Smallville. <laughs> okay. Lana Lang. Yep. Uh, my number four, Mikey. I'm gonna go with a little jock kid. Uh, I think Blake Woodruff. I think he he's easy to easy to like. He was cute. He was fun. He always he said funny things. Uh, Didn't he? Uh, wasn't he a candidate for a Cy Young this year? Oh no, that's Brad Woodruff. Yeah, that's Sorry. Brad Woodruff. Sorry. I did like when he got the phone call from the mom and he answered the phone. I think that's what the uh, what the keyword was based on. <laughs> somebody from something. Yeah, he's somebody from something wants <laughs> 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 to talk to you. Yeah. As somebody who used to answer the phone for the family and say, uh, Lions residence, Nick speaking, uh, I, I appreciated that. Number three, I'm putting Jessica for the same reasons that Gina said. Uh, smart, not overly smart. I liked the uh, yep. the Jesus died on Easter bit and, and during the Christmas pick. Yeah, relevant. Number two, I'm putting Nora, Piper Parabo. Piper Parabo. Uh, with She's a bit extreme, career comeback. Yeah, extremely adjusted for being... Uh, you know, the oldest of 12 kids, like you would think that, you know, she would have a tough time. In real life, she's killing it in uh, Yellowstone and upcoming in uh, Billions. Yeah, shout out to Piper. Yeah. And uh, a great turn in Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. All-time role in that movie. All-time role, future contender. And number one, I'm giving it to Sarah. Sarah's the one that you watch this Allison movie and you, and you come away with it and you're like, she's... She's, she's uh, something. She was the the most fun she had the she got the most room to work with i think she's the one that she uh 
stole the show from me. My my deep cut confusion uh, of of Allison Stoner as the actor is that I always confuse her with um, the person who played the child in Jersey Girl. It's two different people, yeah, but they yeah, look yeah. so similar. Yeah, it's deep uh, cut. Jersey Girl, deep cut. Now it's time for same title, different movie. We're going to take the name Cheap by the Dozen, pitch our own Cheap by the Dozens. I can go first if we uh, if we need somebody. You ready? You go right ahead. There, I'm ready. Buster I'm Brown. ready. Here we go. The year is 1980. The city, New York City. It's the bagel capital of the world or of the United States, but not for long. Two descendants from two different dreams, one from North Carolina, the other from Massachusetts, both on a quest to drill a hole into the Big Apple, a donut hole. Starring Paul Hauser as Vernon Carver Jr., the heir to the Krispy Kreme Empire, and Jonah Hill as Bob Rosenberg of Dunkin' Donuts, who will win the battle for America's heart and hole? You do not want to miss this one. Is this cheaper, based on a true story? Cheaper by the dozen. I Well, it's... it's Based on a true story, and okay. that those are two real people. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, so it's about uh, it's about Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts trying to take over Manhattan. Donut Wars. Yeah, Donut Wars, the movie with Jonah Hill and uh, Paul. Donut Paul Walter, Wars. Paul Call Walter cheaper Hauser. by the dozen. <laughs> cheaper by the dozen. Uh, Gina, do you have something? That's my movie. That's hard to beat. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that, but I did, I did write one. Um, <laughs> I didn't really do it like you did, but it was sort of the plot was it's a small town, normal night, kind of almost stranger things. Um, and the like the town wanderer, I don't want to say like homeless person, but the like the town sort of like drunk or crazy person like goes to the store to buy eggs and um, they see the good deal for a dozen eggs. And when they do that, they're like transported into um, a magical world via, you know, the the big fridges in a, a grocery store, um, which ends up being like an alternate egg universe. Um, <laughs> and it all happened because he thought the eggs were going to be cheaper in a oh dozen. Um, and then it's just like a whole egg experience. And that's all I got. <laughs> An egg experience. Is that really what you pay? <laughs> yeah. Can you name one person in the movie? It doesn't have, you don't have to give them a role or anything. I just need to know. I need to know what star power you're working with. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm having a fly experience here. <laughs> um, what's her name from Arrested Development? Because they always call her Egg. I would, I would Oh, the, the <laughs> actress who is Meg? <laughs> who invented the mayo and egg? And egg, yeah. Is, there, is her name Meg? I don't remember. Um, are we thinking? Are we talking like a sausage party situation? Is that where you're going? Uh, no, it's like real. I always felt like as a kid that those big... What was behind, you know, the big um, refrigerators. And so kind of like Narnia, oh, okay. you're just transported to a new land. Anne. Her, her name's Anne. Anne, Anne Veal. <laughs> yeah, Anne Egg. <laughs> Anne Egg. Anne Egg, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Uh, I don't remember what she looked like. Uh, Ma, that, that's a really good concept. May Whitman. May Whitman. May, oh, yeah, May Whitman. Yeah, May yeah, Whitman. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah, May Whitman. Sure, that actress. She's got star power. She's, From she's Avatar. Got yeah, she's got enough going on. Sure. Um, my cheaper by the dozen film. A man born of vengeance. He seeks his only way for redemption, and it's soul counting. He lives in an alternate world where souls are currency, and the only way he can get back to his original world 
is the more souls he takes and turns it in to the the, 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 the supreme being. Yeah, yeah, supreme being. Yeah. And that supreme being tells him one day you've been collecting souls for the longest time. You can get back to your original world for your cost will be cheaper by the dozen. So yeah, that's that's my story. Okay. A spawn ripoff? <laughs> sure. Why not? Okay, Alex, which one are you buying a movie ticket to? Mm-hmm. I have to go with Gina's for originality. <laughs> it's hard to beat. God damn son of a bitch! Killed yeah, it. I'm so sorry. both of y'all are watching Big Green, if, 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 if I'm not mistaken. Sure. I wasn't watching Big Green. I was. I was. Uh, I was out there doing research for this this pitch. <laughs> I did at least 35 minutes of research on how Krispy Kreme and Dunkin' Donuts started. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. Final research. Long uh, rips. <laughs> re- really quick. Uh, Gina brought this up in our texting thread. What's one thing you would want not want cheaper by the dozen? What's one thing you do not want twelve of for cheap? I stick by my answer. It's you don't want twelve uh, pianos for your fingers. <laughs> what even is a finger piano? <laughs> exactly. It's a terrible concept because you're gonna hit multiple keys. Unless you got a little pin and you're hitting the keys with your little finger. It's not even a thing. I know it's not. That's why it's so terrible. <laughs> Gina, what's the worst thing you would uh, not want 12 of uh, for the cheaper of the desk? I said mattresses. Yeah. I was thinking, like, you know, because they're so big and heavy and hard to move. And, like, what would you do with them? And, yeah, I would not want 12 God mattresses. God knows. They're probably really bad too, so it wouldn't even be worth it. God knows if you get a pee stuck in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I chose microwaves. Twelve you know, microwaves is a very energy consuming. Too many microwaves. That's way too many. Too many microwaves. I don't care how cheap they are, and they're impossible to unload because everybody already has one. Everybody already has one. They run for thirty years. The thing I would want cheaper by the dozen jeans. I'd want twelve twelve pairs of jeans. That's your whole oh, life. Old whole life. That's your whole life. Four no, because they'll each. last. They'll last a day. <laughs> what twelve <laughs> pairs of jeans? Are gonna no, last? from Old Navy. He's saying from Old oh, Navy. From old like, Navy? Yeah, no, definitely from Old Navy. <laughs> no, you want Wranglers? I want, Le- I want Levi's Levy's. Strauss. You want Levy jeans? <laughs> Don't even want. Levi's. I think it would be horrible to have twelve pet birds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless oh, you're God. a real bird guy. Actually, if you're gonna get one bird, might as well get twelve of them. <laughs> like, Can you imagine one. like how fucking annoying? <laughs> if you're gonna be a bird person, you gotta commit to the bit. Yeah, yeah. It's not one. It's all. Final oh thoughts. Better than the Big Green, Stephen. Uh, no, no. Uh, or actually, yes. No. So, yes. so I did rewatch the Big Green. Oh, you did. Yeah. Does it hold up? It's good. Wow. Still good. Is this better than the Big Green? <laughs> it's no, not. It's you. not. I had a better time watching Big Green. Wow, I had a better time watching this. Uh, cheaper by the dozen. I, well, I rewatched it multiple times. We'll it's, see. It's uh, not we'll a. See. It's not a. It's not a terrible movie. Uh, I, I said that at the beginning. I'll say this at the end after after our conversations. Can't wait to talk about the sequel. That's all I got to say. Gina, do you think it's better than the Big Green? I do. I do think it's better. Um, better adult, sort of. All around know. humor, all around good time. You'll get by watching Cheaper by the Dozen. Not, Not so much one big bird game. eats Cheetos off of a child in this movie. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but we also don't have a a, a Steve Gutenberg paunch that we have to stare There's at. There's also for 10 no minutes. goot. There's no goot gut. <laughs> no goot gut. Hey, goot goots. Yeah. No. So what are you gonna re-rate it then? If you. Uh... Like I said in the beginning, this this film is is uh, is 
horrendously uh, rated by critics and audiences alike on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie is a solid 44%. <laughs> wow. 4-4. Four, four. Good. That's four. That might be one of your highest ratings you've ever given one of these movies. Yeah, and it should be higher, but um, meh, I gave the benefit of the doubt to my 13-year-old self. Okay. You're going to do a multiple 12, 48. Gina, what'd you think? Um, I... I'll give it like a solid like 37. Repeat that? Would you give it like a solid 37? 37. I think, become- mm, I thought you said wow. 87. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the Oscars? They yeah. need the awards to be filmed. Well, it was nominated for 14 choice awards. Oh, We're not gonna bad. tell you which choice, <laughs> but we'll tell you their choice. Uh, uh Nick, come on. Teen choice to not. Be abstinent. Yeah, we are pro-choice and having no choice. Yeah, young Gina was like, "I get this movie." She was like, 10 kids, put it on the docket." (laughs) I want almost a baseball team. Yeah, I used to make the joke of having a basketball team. Five, five kids, five. You know, have have all sizes. You're teeing them up. Every rugby team, isn't it? (laughs) Twelve. I want five. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I think it's definitely out of real rotten range. I think it's I think it's thirty six. Yeah, thirty six. No, I'll, yeah. I'll go one below Gina. One it's mid thirties, up upwards of forties. Um, it has its good qualities. It has its good moments. It's not a great movie, but it's definitely not a twenty four percent movie by any stretch of the imagination. Well, Alex, Alex, what do you what do you have for it? I fucking hated this movie. I cut it in <laughs> half. It's twelve for me. <laughs> like it's rare that like you usually when a movie's really bad, it's still like really entertaining. And don't get me wrong, there were some like we you guys didn't talk about. It. My favorite moment was when Steve Martin with the kids was doing the metal detector thing. That was a really good joke. The beep. That is a beep, good joke. Beep beep beep, that, beep 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 beep. That's one of the jokes beep. that I remembered as an adult that yeah. uh, uh, I would do. Yeah. I did for a period of time after I saw this movie. Yeah, that's no, smart. that was solid. There was some solid Steve Martin, you know, antics in this movie, but just. The plot was so bad, and as I touched on earlier, I just hated the whole, like, ew, gross. They're like a normal family with, like, that, I don't know, just like this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was pretty annoyed. By this movie. Yeah. I did describe this, uh, the movie plot, to my girlfriend, and she said, that's disgusting. Nobody should ever do that mm. <laughs> to 12 kids. Yeah, I'm 100% with Jesse on that one. <laughs> Uh, what's your blurb, Steven? Save my baby! <laughs> That's it. Save, Save my baby. Save my baby. Yep, there you go. Uh, Gina, what's your blurb? Uh, my, my blurb. Being a parent is hard, but being a parent with 12 kids is even harder. You will groan more than you'll laugh, but a family fun film for sure. Is that a yearbook quote? <laughs> that sounded like a yearbook quote. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel like uh, the 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 girl in my high school senior class who had kids four years after uh, high school wrote that in my Hags. Hags. Uh, Never my- change. <laughs> Here's my number. Let's hook up over the summer, and then you text them, and it do- it's not a real. Here's number. my aim. <laughs> this aim does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> You won't doze during this cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> thank you. You freaking idiot! <laughs> and as always, uh, thank you everybody for joining us. If you've made it this far, uh, Gina, we appreciate you coming on and spending hanging on 
yeah, spending way too long with us as usual. Did you have a uh, Did you have a real recommendation of uh, anything you're watching or or consuming uh, uh, media wise before we uh, end this conversation? Oh, um, the one thing that I did watch, and it's sort of an old movie that I've always kind of passed over, um, but recently watched it was True Romance. Oh. I don't know. I imagine you guys have seen that, but it was it was really good. I was kind of surprised. Okay. Um, yeah, and that was so. If you're if you're out there listening, and there's like any movie that you kind of have just been like, "Ugh, I want to watch it," I would just say watch it because you'd be surprised. Great suggestion. Uh, 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 yeah, great movie. I, I it's, all, it's all right. I only watched it for the first time a couple it's years. Really problematic couple nowadays. Years. Oh yeah, it's pretty problematic now. But it, it's yeah. it's quirky and it's like crazy. It like lets itself know that it's crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy movie. So there's like. It has room to be problematic, and like right. this is bad shit from the beginning. Right. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I was really confused that movie about and all my choices with men. So you know, <laughs> I was confused that movie and romancing the stone. How? <laughs> How? The word romance is in both of them. I mean, it got romance. It must, it must be some sort of love story. I haven't seen either of them, so there you go. Why. There you go. Uh, uh, Nick, uh, your recommendation. Uh, the new big hits series that uh, Rachel recommended a couple episodes ago is the the new ones on Kendrick's uh, "To Pimp a Butterfly" album. Wow, that's so, interesting. Okay, it's good. Yeah, interesting concept. First, best album. First three episodes are out, and uh, more to come. I uh, like it so far. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'll have to listen to it. Uh, my real recommendation: HBO Max movie, uh, "The Empty Man." It's a scary movie uh, that is based off a graphic novel that is about the the theory of tulpas and the tulp. Tulpa. Tulpa is a imaginary thought that manifests in flesh in real form. So uh, yeah, scary movie. Yeah, Pretty at good. the tulpa tulpa cabana. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a great way to take us out. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> I know you want one. What's your rec? His rec is the Boom Bap playlist on <laughs> Spotify. <laughs> boom Bap rapping. I want to recommend a brewery in South Oakland. It makes South, really South good. Oakland? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, makes a delicious no. lager. <laughs> it's under the water. Um, and then... Um, no, what I really want to recommend is Rachel and I started a show that has always caught my eye. I just never pulled the trigger, but we did recently. Justified, man, on FX. Watching Justified. Really? This sh- just, it's really solid. And it's how it's imagined Walker, Texas Ranger, if it wasn't corny as fuck. FX, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. I mean, we're Timmy Oliphant guys yeah. till the day we Timmy die. Timmy Oliphant's the shit in that show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's all right. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, it's 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 really good. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, really yeah. solid, solid, solid show. Great stuff. Uh, thank you again, Gina, for for joining us uh, today. This has been the Real Rotten Podcast, dedicated to Cheaper by the Dozen. Please await the sequel, Cheaper by the Dozen Two: Electric Boogaloo, coming to a podcast app near you. Yeah. And as we always say, keep it real. Follow us on all the real rotten stuff. Uh, Gina, you if, if you have an at you want to plug, you can do it right now, quickly. No. <laughs> nope. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, keep it real. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was so much fun. Hey, Rod.
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, keep it real. Stay rotten. As uh, we always say. See y'all later. Bye-bye.